What is up everybody and welcome to episode four of Two Times the Grind and thank you so much for coming back a fourth time. We appreciate you so four, much. Four episodes. Four episodes in. Oh. Four episodes deep. Yeah. It's a Netflix series at mm. this point. I mean. Time's flying by. I, actually, do you know what's the worst part about doing this podcast? I realize how fast weeks go yep. and that's terrifying, yep. but I still love it because I look forward to this. Me too. Um, but I don't like wishing the days away. However, I do love talking these thoughts with you. So <laughs> Me too. It's worth it. Uh, I tell you what, though, folks, we do have another coffee to try today. This one's very special. This has come all the way from Seattle, and this is from Tashi. Uh, Tashi is, of course, with HCS. He works on Halo with 343. Absolute legend. We love him. And Shout Tashi, thank Shout you so much. Thank you so much for sending this. Um, this coffee is a light roast. It is called Queen Anne, where it all began. Mm. And uh, Peach, obviously this is a full bean, so whole bean, excuse yeah. me, uh, for all you coffee lovers out there. It's We're learning. We're learning here. It is, the um, ways. Yeah, we all learn the ways. It is a uh, whole bean coffee, so you do have to grind it, which is actually so lovely. So in the morning, if you do have a bit of time and you grind your own coffee beans, the smell that fills your kitchen is divine. So talk me through this. We've got some taste notes on the back here. We love some notes here on mm -hmm. Two Times the Grind. What do you think is in this coffee what notes from just from grinding it because we haven't tasted it yet so what would you say um it says it on the back it says it on oh, the okay. back all right um it's so a light roast bear in mind light roast okay so i'd say obviously i just did it mm -hmm. so i feel like i'm hoping i can be a little accurate um i'm not a pro by any means so i'm sorry if i get it wrong uh a little bit fruity a light roast i feel like light roast yeah, tend to be the money there. Is, is it fruit like there's clementine clementine okay um did you take? Did you smell taste? I mean, tasted. Have yeah. you have you smelt clementine in it yet? Would you well, say? Well, I've tasted orangey? it. I've tasted it. Um, oh, you did taste it. I don't know. Now, now I have to take another sip to see. Okay, go on, try then. Let me, try, let me try. Taste it. I haven't tasted yet. Let me try. Let me try. Let me have a taste. I feel like I actually do taste a little bit of orange, clementine. <laughs> <laughs> it's good palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You don't. I feel like I feel like I do a little bit. I taste one of these things in here though. Okay, so the only things that I feel like I smell, like could smell when mm. I was grinding it up, was is that the right term? Grinding it grinding, up. Grinding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's what we talk about I mean, on yeah, it. Two I times know. the grind. Um, I, we, uh, whatever. I it was fruity, very light, which makes sense because it's a light roast and some kind of like some kind of like nut like yeah. um yeah you're right hazelnut hazelnut okay and fig which i get i guess gives like a sweetness which Ooh, i do taste you know what? yeah the sugar in, I, so. say, I feel like i taste the fig yeah, but i can a smell bit. a little bit of sweetness in there if that makes any sense to anybody out there um i'll tell you what the description a sweet and balanced blend of seasonal coffees named in honor of our first neighborhood cafe love it queen anne i'm so, proud of myself lovely. for that one yeah you crushed that high five love it um there is a full story about the uh you know this coffee bean and, and where it came from and you know why it is so special but it is from seattle and if you guys do fancy reading that we put that in the description below in the coffee section uh but tashi big shout out to you really 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 honestly delicious coffee that is delicious i feel like you can just tell when it's a light roast yeah you can like it hasn't the got smell of the coffee you could just because i didn't read like full, oh, the, full, the smell to you yeah like the full yeah I, I know exactly what you're talking Full about. Full disclosure. The smell, of, the smell of light coffee, I swear, yeah. is a lot sweeter. Because you can you can tell everyone, I did not read this at all. I just literally poured it and like, because I, I didn't want to know. And I could just tell. You could just tell it was a light roast. We're becoming pros over here. Uh, but I'll tell you what, talking about pros, yeah. Call of Duty pros. Look, that's segue. Good transition. It's the host. Like you almost do this for a living. It's yeah. like I do it, isn't <laughs> it? Weird. Need to get in that ASAP. Um, so, folks, if you are brand new and joining us here, I am Lottie. This is PJ. I'm the host of Call of Duty League. And PJ is a pro Halo player, but does know an awful lot about Call of Duty and most uh, first-person shooter games. So, we're going to talk about the first major that we've just had in our Call of Duty League season. Boy, what a major a it was. One. It really was. I mean. One. First of all, I've got to just get this out here, folks. You all know what I'm about to say, but Pickums, my God, the bracket, the bracket, it was chalk. I love, I love how serious all of the casters take the Pickums oh, hell because yeah. they are, they are literally <laughs> devastated. You should have heard myself and study in our yeah. green room. We have a green room. So when we're off broadcast, we all listen and watch together in a green room. 
not in person, obviously, online. And uh, we were screaming. Me and yeah. Stud were absolutely screaming uh, for NYSL, loads of different ones, depending on what our bracket was saying. I lost my voice. I, I had yeah. to stop. I was like, look, I've got a job to do here. If I lose my voice, I'm, I'm chalked, you know, not just in my bracket. You know, Miles posted something. Um, <laughs> someone posted you guys, this was like Pickums. Do you know I'm gonna, the tweet I'm going to talk about? Yeah. He po- you guys probably know who Miles is if you're here. Like literally one of the funniest. Shout human- out to you, shout Miles, out Miles. Rossi boy. Literally one of the funniest people I've met in my life. Um, brilliant. He picked like, I think, oh, I think it was like day two or day three of the major and you, they posted your pickums, and he picked like the underdog on every single series. Oh my god! And someone yeah. like replied to it with like question marks to Miles, because and he just replied because of how bad the beginning of his bracket went. He just replied with something like, "What do I have to lose?" Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have no, I have nothing. <laughs> Very true. He um, it was quite sad. It was quite a sad couple of days for yeah. him. Actually, he kept coming and going. Guys, it's just it's awful. I I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing here. I've got no points. And we we're like no points. Yeah. It was like day three. We we're like what? He's like yeah, nothing. Got nothing. That's tough. Um, Miles, bless him. He you know he wants to give the underdogs a good story. He roots for the storylines. Uh, just didn't happen. On 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 certain days. Yeah. However, some of the days were wild. I've never seen anything like it. it you really. Not just about the bracket and not being able to obviously adjust every single day, but the fact that you just couldn't have guessed what would have happened, like especially with the series counts and stuff. It was a, it was a, toss and up stuff. a little bit, you know. Series counts. First major, you don't know where people are 100% at, you know. I feel like we should start from the beginning of the shockers. Okay. I mean, there were so many that, you know, we can't really dive into all of them, but yeah. I'm just going to take the ones at the forefront of my mind. And one of those was Optic. And for me, that, that was a reason because I had them to win the major. For a number of reasons, uh, some broadcasting reasons for sure, mm. too. But the fact that they looked formidable and coming into the major the first day, especially, you know, they had it on lock. Their S&D had improved so much. Their respawn had improved, which was a bit of a shock to me, you know, in terms of the time that was in between them having to improve this stuff. The fact that they had improved an S&D and their respawn games I'd was pretty they, impressive. I'd say they took a hit on the hard point. Would you? Yeah. Would you? I was impressed with their hard point They're, at the beginning. Uh, the beginning of the year? The beginning no, of the beginning super week? of the, su- uh, oh, yeah. of the major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the, the major, the, the first they game. They just, from the super week into the major, they just, I don't know. I don't know. Something just like wasn't 100% clicking. I feel like, actually, really? no, sorry. Let me say that again. Super week, I got concerned about their hard point. I think I talked about that, about being like, it was kind of weird seeing them not take game ones, but they won the search and destroy, so that's good. Um, they did fine. The beginning of the bracket, they three owed NYSL. Yeah. They who else did they beat? They beat like um, I'm trying to think. Who's their first matchup? They played um, New York first because it was the storyline of like this whole grudge match that started evolving as well. Because during this major, we literally started to see this revenge, this revenge match happening. This almost like a, a rivalry. Now talking about rivalries that we talked about last week. And how they just form on their own, this legit formed on oh, its own. Yeah. This lich, this rivalry out of nowhere during this major started forming because Chicago three and NYSL Bad. in the first, literally the first yeah. point of the major in their uh, winners bracket, and then suddenly a fire was lit in yeah. Clayster's belly that I'm, couldn't be put out. I need to, I need <laughs> to go back on what I said slightly because they did start the major great. Right. They three owed yeah. NYSL exactly they, my kind point. of what you said. They looked. Great against NYSL. Good. The respawn looked good. They beat NYSL and S and D. You're like, okay, it's good. They go up against Dallas. They lose game one. And I'm just like, what? like, how and why? You know, I, I get it Again, because to Dallas. The point of like, you can't predict yeah. anything. I I don't want to say how and why because that sounds harsh to Dallas, but optics respawns, aka hardpoint and control specifically look so good. Do you think that's something to do with the team they're playing? Like, for example. Is it just like what Optic are doing for themselves and the way that they're playing their respawn just didn't work against Empire? Yeah, I think that top teams just know how to... Rather than there's any mistakes in their actual gameplay or... Yeah, I just think top teams can flip games way easier. You know, Optic against a team not in the top four, you expect them to beat anyone on hard point, period. You go up against Dallas, they lose a hard point. That's why I said I'm being harsh because I, I, yeah, because well. I, I do understand them losing a hard point. You know, I don't know who picked the map. I don't know anything to do with that. Yeah, but I feel like them having that rough start of losing the hard point though. I'm like, oh no, that's not good. But then they win the they win game two, mm-hmm. 
obviously. And I'm like, oh, okay. But which is the S&D. Which is the S&D, obviously. So credit to them. And then they go all the way to round 11 yeah. and five. Dallas just looked so lackluster heading into the major, which is why I was so shocked, you know? Yeah. Like Dallas didn't look great heading into it. Optic steamrolls NYSL to begin with. I really thought we were going to get a winner's bracket of phase versus optic again. Mm. Again, being league, their league match, obviously. I, I thought so too. I really did. And that's kind of like what I was bagging my chips on. And I really did that from the end of Super Week mm-hmm. and like how they performed and their attitude. And I just thought it was good until you then watch their content, which yeah. again, big shout out, their content's awesome. It's a really cool sneak peek and insight, but I do feel like they're a very jokey team. Yeah. And this is something we talked about last week with you. Never give anyone another reason to want to beat you yeah because i think that's exactly what happened with new york subliners what 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 do you make of really honestly what happened that turn or that 360 yeah with new york subliners and how they performed coming out against optic a second time so i i think that there's two things that go into it really for me uh first one being just the momentum shift new york is coming off a reverse sweep to florida um because florida was up 2-0 against nysl New York reverse sweeps them, and then Optic comes off a devastating loss, like probably should have won round 11 versus Empire, so maybe they're feeling a little bit down, kind of. Um, So heading into the match, I'd give NYSL the momentum, but I still thought Optic, okay, Optic's the better team here, and then kind of like we talked about, um, there was some beef, kind of, I guess, in the early stage of the season with uh, Optic... You know, a piece of optic content that they did, which they always do. And yeah, which, uh, was that the um, that was classifying everybody, the power rankings? Yeah, they were ranking like and players C, and teams. Right. Okay, so C. they ranked. I think it was like Dashy specifically. Yeah, it was Dashy. ranked Clayster C, mm-hmm. and Clay, jokingly, because he did clear. It started out as a joke. Yeah. Dashy ranked him C. The whole thing is very sarcastic. I don't think anyone takes it super serious. Like, they're just having a good time how, how, making how, content. Like, power rankings are very tough anyway, yeah, regardless. Exactly. But yeah. So, Clayster, I think he was like joking, but not joking kind of thing. He tweeted him and said, like, You really put me in C, dog? Like, I've been, he said, You really put me in C? Like, haven't I been owning you the past two years? And then <laughs> Dashy just replied with Clay's message of Clay saying, I'm just joking around. Like, I'm farming impressions. I'm just joking around. Yeah, the text. But then... But then or was it a DM? It was a DM. DM. But then uh, Trey... Okay. Shout out Trey. We're friends with Trey. Yeah. He... Um, Zero. Zero. He went and replied and said, that's crazy. Like, you're scared of Dashy. <laughs> and like, you know, everyone, <laughs> yeah, knows, everyone knows how Clay is. Yeah. He basically said, why, you know, something along the lines of like, why would I be afraid? Yada, yada. And then Dashy said like, going to be interesting to see what you can do without... Uh, Zio being like huge Shotzi yeah, Illy the or the, the Tiny Terrors or yeah. whatever, you know, whatever yeah. he said. Obviously back on the United days uh, where they did get a world championship as well with United CWL. Um, so, like, it's just fighting fire Clay, with fire, Clay isn't just it? Went chir- he, went, he went chirping. He went chirping. As, yeah. soon, as soon as they threw him in losing bracket, the tweets started flowing. But that And that's the thing, though. Like... Clay is like that, and I kind of it's entertaining. I quite enjoy watching all of this unfold. Like, who yeah. doesn't? Come on, let's be honest. But the thing is, I feel like Optic really gave them fuel yeah. to to come out and really play against them. And I think you know, look, being confident doesn't win you series all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's not. That's not exactly yeah. what it comes up down to ever. Really, you know, it does help. It does definitely help. But and. You obviously need the talent, the skill, and the team dynamic to be there. But you do question what on earth happened when an NYSL team that Clay has already kind of said is really still trying to understand under, under each practice, other. Under and, practice. Like, under practice. And, yeah. they, are, they are months behind everybody else. And, you know, there's still things that they are majorly working on, like fundamentals. And the fact that they're able to come out to a optic who really contest as a fully formed, fully fledged, fully operating team in the Call of Duty I mean, they're, League. Meant, they're meant to be the team. And they 3-0, yeah. one of the top teams. It, and not only that, the biggest fan base team too. Mm, it, it, Pretty impressive. It's shocking, especially in a 3-0 fashion. There's like a momentum shift for sure. Um, Optic, I think after losing Empire, I think they might have gotten their own heads a little bit, like just kind of down on them, themselves. But, oh man, it's tough because... Or complacent. 
What about that? Because, you know, they, 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 I mean, I remember formal literally saying in the round table section, I don't know if it even was the round table section, but it was in the, in the pre-show, mm-hmm. optic pre-show when they, you know, hex throws to the boys. He literally said, NYSL, but we got yeah. that. No worries. Like yeah. he was so like nonchalant about mm-hmm. it. And I think that came across in their gameplay, the complacency, um, yeah, you know, it's it, tricky. It could you, have been, you've got it. You can't count anyone out. It could have been a little bit of year. like a, they were overlooking them kind of thing for sure. Obviously, that's kind of like based on the comments, you kind of think that. But they're just like such good competitors where I wouldn't necessarily think that's 100% what happened. I think that just, they just got outplayed. I think that they just didn't have momentum going for them. NYSL clearly on fire. Um, yeah. And there's just there's just people. And I said this in whatever the last episode. I think it was the last episode. Just don't give people a reason to beat you. Like you just, yes. and especially specific people. Like I res- like the one thing I respect about Clay, and I like this about a lot of the guys. Like even the optic guys. Like I think Formal does a great job. I think Scump does a great job. Like they'll talk trash, but then they they take it. Like when they when they mess up and they lose, like they take it. You know, like Informal's always been a pro at it. Scump's always been a pro at it. And Clay, same thing with Clayster. But Clay is like, bro, he's crazy. <laughs> I'm not. Them. I'm not joking. Like he. The how hype, like how how, he how hyped and like stuff. motivated he right. gets is like I'm like dude, chill. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. like coming from me who has the same ambition of like wanting to win, right? But mm. he's like over the top, <laughs> in the best way. Um, so yeah, he you know he starts popping off obviously after they won. Yeah, and fans were going at him because they were like, where was this energy? Where were these comments when Optic 3 would you? And it's like, I get it, because Dashy, it was, it was to Dashy specifically. Well, the comments aren't there because he, what is he going to say? Yeah. Like, they lost. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't say the anything. The comments are not there because he didn't win. Yeah. So Dashy why would he say anything? When they beat him in the winner's bracket, Dashy could have said something and Clay couldn't, you, Clay couldn't reply. I feel like you have to have some kind of respect as well. If you get beaten that badly, look, why would you reply with any kind of controversial. Yeah. Well, people, because people are like, stuff yeah people are like acting like he shouldn't say anything because they lost in the winner's bracket but the reality is it's it's a two bracket tournament and when they played in loser's bracket loser goes home and that's that's what this that's the story the story isn't you beat him in the winner's bracket the story is you got knocked out yeah and and i'm i love og like i do you know so i'm not i love all of the teams i'm not roasting anyone people yeah you know and i'm not even like going at like dashy when i say stuff like that it's just like more of a fan thing. Like Clay, players are going to talk their trash, especially when they're motivated to win. And then like people like feed into it too much. So all the, so many of the optic fans who I love, you know, I was a part of the green wall one day, you know, I helped, there's an optic chair behind me. There's a ring behind me <laughs> or the optic or uh, people, turtle people, beach people have been over there. Me in the comments and not having uh, Astros up. Astro. But those are turtle beaches. Yeah. Optic. Those are the one um, we won uh, worlds with. Yep. Those, well, actually, those are special. We were, weren't wearing them but they were like what we're supposed yeah. to wear technically yeah. and we're not but, on the call of duty broadcast right yeah. now either so but the fans were like going at clay like just being like you know you're overrated you know yeah 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 it's like dude you get to a point in your career with these guys where you just can't say anything you like you just gotta yeah. kind of like let them go off and it's just i feel the same way about formal i feel the same way about scump crim six like if one of those guys say something to the other guy, to someone else, like they win and they trash talk, what are you going to say back? You know what I mean? Like the, the, the fan, no, but like the fans, <laughs> I get like defending your team, but at some point you got to just be like, yeah, he got us there. And then you just got to hope that they win the next one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. So I want to come full circle because someone I called, feel like we Someone called Clay overrated. Wait, he who? Went, like just like just a, random a random fan. fan. I just looked down it. And someone called Clay overrated, and he's won back to back world championships. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I it's mean, like what three? Two. No. Well, he's won. Th- he's won back, three. He's won three in total. He's won three total, yeah. and then two. One in one in Black Ops Four with yeah. United, and then one with Dallas Empire. And someone's like calling him overrated, and he's he's getting carried. How, how and, is that overrated? Oh my god. Carried. The yeah, dude's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Like he definitely proved that this major. That, he was, and then he was really what happens good. is he reads that. Yeah, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Let them. me show you something else then. Yeah, here. I think you know, he, he feeds off negativity, negativity, sorry, yeah. in a positive way, mm-hmm. which is actually very hard to do. Um, I also appreciate how he just blocks people. Who a lot of top players do that. I mean, you, you see that. that through athletes across yeah. the world. It's like you, you know, 
You have a yeah. chip on your shoulder, don't you? Yeah, what was, the que- what was the question? My question was full circle mm-hmm. from what we've spoken about previously. Because um, obviously, you know, a lot of what we've spoken about so far in our podcast journey has led up to this major. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a rookie in particular that I am beyond impressed with in many different areas. Yeah. And that's Diamond Con. Yeah. Um, I, first of all, the interview he gave was precious. I missed I that. don't mean to be like, you know... Um, you know, like being like, oh, you're so cute. You're yeah. a kid. He, you know, he's a fantastic player. But I just thought his interview, what first like of all. 20? I actually, I'm not sure. I think he's pretty young. Yeah, he's, I think he is pretty young. Yeah. But like his interview was super wholesome. I love that we managed to get to see a bit of his personality. And he is so humble. Yeah. And like seems very loyal to his team. And I love that. And I think that's such a good thing for a teammate to have. And especially with his... You know, the, his talent, the way he, he can play is unbelievable. He, he had he had one of the best series against Optic. I've I think I was talking to like Frosty it. about it, and Frosty said it was like one of the best individual performances he's seen. He was insane. Yeah. He was insane. It's like I was obviously watching uh, for my pickums, and I was like, Optic, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. um, there is a part of me, broadcaster wise, that's just like, Diamondcon, go off, let's yeah. go. Like, love it, love it. It's a win win. Um, it is a win win for me, anyway, but mm. my pickums just suffer, and it's fine, because I kind of accepted that at the beginning. Anyway, enough about pickums, I'm yeah. very salty. Uh, <laughs> but he was getting kills that I just I just couldn't believe. Like, the way that he was, he was moving on the map the the decisions he was making the plays he was making were so good and he wasn't losing a gunfight yeah and it was so impressive to see that again some of the best gunnies we got in the tournament i mean this kid was insane and the crucial kills he pulled for his team won won them like two games in that three and oh like i'm genuinely serious two of those games came down to diamond con and the turnaround and kills that he was producing i was blown away like honestly I, I'm so impressed and I would not be surprised if he goes strength to strength during this entire season because if he's playing like that in his first major in his first year, his rookie year, dude, yeah, diamond in the rough right there. <laughs> Bang. So what's the question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the question is, what did you think of him? That's the question? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, just, like, you just gassed him up? Just it's just a discussion, man. I know. Like, you know, like... I just want you to like talk to me about a rookie. What did you notice about him? Because we we talked about having these rookies in the league and who to keep an eye on. And really, I feel like they're just emerging before us and you can't really even debate it. Yeah. No, I, I think he, I mean, he had one of the best individual performances we've seen, yeah. I feel like. Um, yeah. Especially doing that against Optic so early in the season is going to do wonders for him, his confidence, how he feels about himself, how he feels about his team, which is a big part of it. So I think... Um, it's great to see these young guys coming into the scene and just shaking things up early on and not necessarily like knocking people down. Like I still, I still look at optic and I'm like, that's a championship team, you know, but it's so cool seeing like rookies come in and just go toe to toe with them, you know, and and really put up a fight because for a while in a lot of past games and stuff, you just see like steamroll, 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 good final, you know? And then now it's like, Oh, you know, NYSL is on fire. Optic just lost Empire. Like, oh, this is now it's like this can be a good match. And that's for fourth. You know, the loser gets fourth. And really, you could say that about everybody, you know, like across every match that we really saw. NYSL goes on to get third. Florida's up 2 0 on NYSL. It's like Florida could have went and got third. Like, so, but for him specifically, to go back to your point, it was an incredible performance. I think that stuff like that is going to like make a career. Yeah. You know, because he's a little bit of an unknown NYSL is it's not necessarily like playing into it because it's a valid, you know, we don't have that much practice card, obviously. And he goes in, does that. They do that. And it's it's just. Yeah. Do you do you think Shotzi made a, an impact like that that early on in his rookie season for Call of Duty? Yeah. Um, I know obviously different games, diff- yeah, you know, different for, number for people Halo, on the field For as Halo, well. I'd say no, but um, Halo, he just was so... Oh, in, in terms of Call of Duty. Yeah, so Halo, he was so young where he was still learning. And then fast forward to Call of Duty, he really did. He had a really... I don't know what happened. Like, you remember that first MW event, mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota? Mm-hmm. He had a really bad he did. Minnesota. Yeah. But heading into it, everyone's like, this kid's the best player in the game. So And then, so he had a really bad first event. But then shocked, shocked everyone yeah. for the remainder. So yeah. even though he had a bad first event, he bounced back. His rookie year was exactly what you said. It was just yeah. outstanding. I mean, he won, he won MVP, didn't he? 
no he did but th- that's what i'm saying like in comparison obviously we can't compare them just yet yeah because we're only into like our first major and mm-hmm. just completed stage one but like it was he is diamond con as impactful or more impactful or less than than shots he was at this stage i think of that, his rookie yeah year. so i think that it's tough to 100 percent say because nysl is just going through such a growing process still dallas empire were the best team for a, a, a good amount of yeah. mw where shotzi was like in that spotlight diamond con doesn't necessarily get into that spotlight and then on the flip side of that shotzi's like really known for his movement and like the plays he makes you know like he's always been mm-hmm. regarded as that diamond con i feel like just like he just put up a great performance i wouldn't say he's like yeah. known for anything or like he's not like wowing you with um these like ridiculous unorthodox <laughs> things that are happening mm-hmm. you know it's just like he just puts up numbers and is slaying and isn't missing and you're like oh wow he might be one of the best players you yeah. know uh, talking about best players, obviously can't contest it. Who won the major? We got Atlanta Face yeah. taking that in a very dominant fashion. You did call it. Um, and I think that's our next matchups to talk about because really there's only really right now for us in terms of time-wise to talk about certain things, but four teams for us really cover yeah. quite a large majority of a storyline, especially coming through to the end of the major. And Dallas and Atlanta met twice, just like Optic and NYSL. And both times, rather than being too different, they're pretty samey, uh, yeah. but in quite an epic way. Yeah. So Atlanta phase faces Dallas Empire, and it That's was a sweep. Say. That's so tough to say. It was a sweep. Atlanta phase faces Empire. I know. Faces You're Dallas Empire. Thank you very much. Um, you know, it, it it was a sweep. Yeah. And it was very strange because Empire looked so strong right from the start. Um of you know this season to be honest and i thought they'd really turn up for this major but i don't think anybody could have anticipated how well prepared and talented atlanta phase were going to be at this stage this season uh to the point where it literally was uncontested Mm -hmm. uh atlanta phase wiped the floor with everybody and including dallas empire who should have been their hardest probably the hardest matchup even over optic phase optic phase (laughs) even over optic chicago don't even know what i'm saying right now been this, a long, co- this been coffee, a long week. this coffee hits different, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got me wired. Uh, but y- if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I think in terms of just the way things are situated, you'd have thought Empire would be their biggest competition, and uh, it seemed like a a scrim. It seemed like a scrim where I Dallas Empire's controllers weren't working properly. Yeah, yeah. they're going for assassinations. We'll get to, we'll win, get yeah, to that yeah. part. But looking at the you know the way that they handled Empire at the beginning, the three and mm-hmm. zero. What were you really expecting from this Atlanta phase team? I didn't think anyone was going to touch them. Yeah. I really didn't. I thought there's obviously the chance, you know, but they went undefeated in the season matches or league matches. And I just had that like MW vibe where they're the best team. I don't think anyone's going to beat them. And I thought the only team, like I think Optic has a better chance in the beginning of the season, like currently. I feel like Optic had a better chance at beating them because I feel like they can go a little bit more toe-to-toe and respawn with them. Yeah. But I just thought FaZe was the best team and heading into the heading into it, I thought that they were and then they proved it. And it's kind of what I thought was going to happen. I was hoping for it to be closer. Don't get me wrong, but they just, what do you do? You got Simp and Beezy yeah. running around on you. Just, you know, it, yeah. it's really, it really gives me the same vibe as early mw yeah now it's just a matter of like okay they won the first one again uh, where are we going from here and that's that's the tough part you know it's you can be the best early on but you want to be the best come champs time not saying they can't because obviously they can yeah but credit to them they were the best team for the first major I think miles ahead, too. Yeah. Miles ahead at that major. Uh, moving on to, of course, what was our best of nine final, which didn't go anywhere near the best of nine mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and credit to Atlanta Faze for that. It was very, very impressive. You know, there's a couple things that, I, that come to mind, really, when I think about this. And I really look at the 3-0 and against Dallas at the beginning and this best of nine kind of as a pair because it really was a very similar story for both series. Now... Atlanta phase, obviously, I think, anyway, best signing of the year, bringing on Arsites, best signing possible. Didn't think that team could get any stronger looking at phase, especially from last season and obviously having to drop somebody, but bringing on Arsites in replacement of their two, one of two of their teammates. You didn't, you didn't think they could get better after last year? 
I didn't think their squad could get better. Yeah. You know, obviously, they didn't round out with a win. Yeah. They didn't round out with the championship. They can get better in terms of their play style and their strats and stuff. But I just didn't think their squad could get better. I think they could have built upon it. Yeah. But bringing on Arsties was the best decision they've ever made. Um, and it makes complete sense. And I think you can't really deny that looking at the result of oh, this major. 100%. And looking at how that's now formed, I also think that their coach... Crowder has a huge part to play in what we saw unfold in this major. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Their gameplay and their play style was so clean and so like the formation that they were running was perfect. Yeah. Looking at their respawns, in particular hard point, their hard point was flawless. Their rotations were perfect. They were a step ahead every single time. And they were able to do that because of their talent with you know the the kills that they were getting the gunfights that they were winning it was brilliant they make it look so easy they too. made it look so easy like, like book, clockwork you know and really i want to discuss with you is the coaching i know mm -hmm. it's very different in halo and, and coaching in halo usually is down to timings uh it's very different for cod yeah we don't have that kind of situation in cod with timings um but how much of a role do you think crowder right now in terms of miles ahead yeah. of everyone else that phase are how much do you think he really had to play in really like gunning home the strats, gunning mm -hmm. home the VODs? Because I did hear that a lot in the interviews. Yeah. I think that if they're saying a lot in the interviews, then give them credit where credit's due. Because I think that the the interesting part of coaches in the CDL, and I like that players are talking about it a lot more. I know Clayster put out a tweet about it, you know, the way you said Phaser talking about in interviews just don't 100% know and I don't mean that in a negative way but like it's just kind of like low-key work isn't it like the, the coaches you don't hear what they're saying unless you're streaming the scrims and you can hear like sender for example over on optic you hear what he's saying but like you know it's what you're saying with Crowder you don't hear him because they don't stream but I mean credit to him they looked they look textbook I imagine the coaching staff the analyst all the guys there i think that the one thing that they do really well and this is where you can give him credit because he's such an experienced world champion in his own right um i think that he brings probably a lot of maturity to a young squad simp and abizi are like way above their years i don't know selium as much because he's a little bit more on the quiet side i feel like um but you know they're just on point so credit to the coaching staff credit to the analysts you know anyone that they have working within the organization they just they come ready to play you yeah. know yeah in every game mode uh, it was and i love what you said textbook it mm -hmm. really was textbook and i think that textbook came from from james yeah. from crowder i think crowder really did you know bring it to all of the teams in terms of the superiority of the strats and the plans that they were bringing to their respawns at SD. Their SD was smart. I remember watching them on SD and thinking, wow, like their level of readability, like yeah. them reading the other team was perfect. The stuff that they were doing, the fact that they were wrapping around and able to get behind teams mm -hmm. constantly, they were always at the back. It was like a shadow. FaZe were a shadow at the major. Like, don't turn around. Oops, Simp's there. <laughs> so, like, it was, yeah. it was terrifying. What did they say in the interview about uh, Crowder? Uh, well, you know, it wasn't really so specifically yeah. about Crowder in the interview, but Arsatis, um, he really talked about VODs. Yeah. Um, I asked him how he was going to prepare. Uh, this was this was back when they 3-0 Dallas the first time okay. uh, when I was doing the interviews, and Alec really, Arsatis, spoke about how they're going to go prepare and that was something that they did constantly mm -hmm. it's like they would go watch vods 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 watch over and over and over again on the specific team that they were going to go play and i think that is why yeah you know not only are they they are playing their game but they have the other team's game too in their head so they know how to play their game around theirs and stop mm -hmm. anything that they're doing shut it down and it was great the counters were perfect um and I'm, I'm interested to see where they go from here because now they have this milestone. Uh, they are miles ahead. It wasn't a close game by any means in that finals. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to know where they go from here. Do you think they can get better than that? I think that they can get better. Um, this is the hard part when you are the best team early on in the game. Everyone from like last season, they like were last too. season, they were everyone for the most part is playing catch up to you and you can't really I don't want to say you can't improve because there's small stuff you can improve on. Um, but 
it's way harder to stay at the top when you're at the top if that makes any sense like go back it makes to, perfect go, sense. go back to 2016 we were like i'll reference halo for anyone watching halo we're like 13 owing everyone in scrims there's only small minor things that we were taking like out of every single scrim or practice that we we're having because we we're beating everyone so bad so you know the margin of error is so small in your own gameplay like how do you continue to improve on that right whereas other people are like counterstriding you learning from you and you know that's where the balance is really hard they like i kind of already said they have a great coaching staff they have analysts you know those guys are so level-headed where i think they're going to keep working really hard and that's how you stay at the top so long yeah. is by just being level-headed and being like i want to keep winning yeah because when you get complacent that's when it all that's when they catch up quicker so I think that they can get better, but I mean, what, what, what are we talking? Like not drop a game the whole tournament, you know, that's what I, I mean. That's what I mean, you've got to set goals, haven't you? But yeah. I think it's, I think the goals for them now is to stay on top of your game. This has happened to you before in yeah. a different season, in a different game, different team mm. as some, you know, to the dynamic wise. And, uh, you know, it's tough because you don't want to repeat. Mm-hmm. You don't want that nightmare to happen again they, they where won't. you get ahead. Yeah. really far ahead like you did last season and suddenly everyone's caught up to you and now it's too late and you can't mm-hmm. quite take that victory anymore. They want to win champs. Of course they And do. that's why they made the team change of going to get our cities because Great AR, they yeah. improved without Solid. a doubt. And no offense to the other guys, no offense no, to Priesta, exact, Major Maniac. But I didn't think it could get better. Yeah, but it, but it could. Did. It could because <laughs> our cities has been one of the best ARs for years now. And Major Maniac incredible player won a lot of championships now but who do you pick between the two like i'd pick our cities and, and they won with our cities before they oh, won a championship definitely with them, so. and so th- like the chemistry's there mm-hmm. if this is quite controversial but i'd love to know what you think okay. about this chicago yeah had our cities yeah should they have let him go um i don't it wasn't big, really big it, one it wasn't really like up to them I he, know, he but like, he, could they have done something? Like, like if, for example, we don't know the ins and outs of it, mm-hmm. but like, just hypothetically, should they have let him go? Yeah, because really? because they, okay, Formal's main AR, yeah, Arcides is main AR. I know, but Dashi, Arcides and Dashi. I know it's hard, isn't it? You probably like for Chicago's style, like you probably want Dashi, yeah. and on the same t- on the same side of that, Arcides wanted to go to phase. Because he thought that was the, the thing. right. No, I well. So what you're so basically what you're saying is like, and this is where it gets tough in esports because it's yeah. like, should you hold an incredible player because you don't want them to go to another team Where they and could, beat you? It could be even better because yeah. of how it works. The dynamic of this phase team mm-hmm. right now is working so well. They love each other yeah. as well. That's another thing, and that is dangerous mm-hmm. in itself. I, I think it's just tough. Hex does an awesome job with Optic and his motto is like, if you don't want to be here, and I don't think it was RCT's being like stomping his feet, I don't want to be here. It was just obviously season came to an end. It was kind of like everyone's slightly going their separate ways, trying to figure stuff out. And he had the opportunity to go team with people he's teamed with and won with before. And people wanted Dashi on Optic. Yeah, and people, exactly. And, well. and the guys on Optic wanted Dashi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, Dashi's a fantastic, like, let's yeah, be honest. I mean, Dashi's stats as well. Keep, keep in mind, Good. Optic. Went game five with FaZe when they their SND was the worst. We probably will see yes. of them. So it's not like, you know, when, when Hex made the change and people asked him about it, I remember he just said, like, look, I want players to be happy. If you don't want to be here, I want you to be happy somewhere else. And he goes, I'm confident in our team that we're going to be able to win. And he goes, and if we're not, then what, like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to just respect that he wants other players to be happy no matter what. If there wasn't a spot for him, there wasn't a spot for him. And that's kind of what it came down to. They wanted Dashi. RCDs wanted out. What are yeah. you going to do? You know? I think, um, obviously, you know, we're here to ask the hard questions. I think that is a difficult question to answer yeah. because it's tough. But, like, hey, look, it's fun to, to think yeah. about these things. The and, hypothetical. And think what would have happened. Um, and let's be honest, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. that is, it's a hypothetical situation. But, like, if he really wanted to be kind of the villain the bad guy Mm -hmm. like that would have made sense too you know the one thing to look at it as well is like our cities is incredible oh yeah Mm -hmm. but they had them and they didn't 
they didn't, they didn't do it. amazing. Like they did good. They were top three. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, you know, that's what <laughs> yeah. we're saying yeah. is not good, yeah. but they got top three at, uh, champs. Yeah. So it's just, it's just funny to see what a player can do in the right hands. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that because optic gaming is terrible, you know, not at all. No. Like optic Chicago are great. They're a fantastic. They'll team. win. They'll like, win. They'll probably win. I one. mean, in the right hands by where that player truly belongs and feels like they can be the best that they can possibly be yeah, agreed. around the best people that are best for them. So yeah. it's it's think, it's a, it's a I, dynamic. I think, it's a Optic chemistry. Will, I think Optic will probably win one. That's why you have chemistry in FIFA. Mm. <laughs> That's what happens. The chemistry rating. Yeah, <laughs> we should have one in. We should have one in Call yeah. of Duty. To be honest, I think it. I think honestly that would work. Um, I think this is a good segue into um, posing like a question, mm. uh, and again, not really a hypothetical. Like a, like, you know, I think this is more opinion based again. Um, but obviously, looking at the grand finals that we saw there to take our championship team to the win, Atlanta phase, uh, congratulations once again. You know, what makes a good game, I think, is a really good topic to discuss because I hear this a lot and I, I'm guilty of saying this too. But sometimes I, you know, uh, well, in the green room, us broadcasters will say, oh, gosh, another sweep, another <laughs> yeah. this, you know, oh, my God, so boring mm. or whatever it is, you know, within reason. Um, and we just want a game five. And I think a lot of people love that back and forth the, on the edge of your seat, not sure what's going to happen. Who's going to take it? Oh, my gosh, it's going game five round 11. This is the best thing ever. It's all on this moment. And it's epic. It mm -hmm. is epic. And the pressure, you can see the pressure and the pressure builds on top of you, too. You feel that coming through as a viewer. And it's exciting. It's what makes esports fun and electrifying and you know, what makes you want to root for a team, the team that can carry you to the win or the team that loses, but next time they get it back. Mm. So it's these storylines, but like, is dominance that boring? Is is a team absolutely dominating twice in a row yeah. over a team you just didn't expect them to? Is that boring? Or do you want to see a game five? Do you want to see a game nine? Do you yeah. want it to go all the way? What makes, I, I what think makes it, a, a I, game a good I game? I think it just depends on what kind of fan you are at the end of the day. Like some people want to watch a team just utterly dominate everyone, 6-0, 100 point club, and just like destroy the competition. And then other people are like, I want a game nine, round 11, SND, and like that's good, you know, uh, that's exciting. So I think, I think it just comes down to like, what kind of fan are you? You know, like, and, and I don't mean that there's no negativity towards that. Of what kind of fan are you? But some people root for the underdog. Some people root for the favorite. And I think that how much you're going to enjoy the game or what you're looking for in the game just kind of comes down to that, you know, on, on what you want to see. Um, that's why people like start rooting for the underdog because it gets boring. It gets boring watching the same team win yeah. over and over and over again. And, it, but there are some people that might not even necessarily be, let's let's say FaZe are going to keep winning. I don't know if they will, but we'll use that hypothetical. There are some people that are just going to like love the the dynasty side of what the like Simp and Abizi are doing, where they're not going to find it boring. They're going to be like, I love watching these kids just run a terror on everyone, and that's exciting to me, you know? So I think what it just depends on the fan you are, what you're looking for. I think it's Call of Duty game fives are always like some of the most intense moments. So that's what a lot of people look for. What do you look for? Um, you know what? It, it really does vary. I mean, I don't mind the 3-0 and when the 3-0 and games are close. Yeah. I think that's really fun. Or I don't mind the 3-0 and when a team comes out and 3-0 and is a team I did not expect them to even beat. Like the underdog 3-0. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool too because you still are on the edge of your chair because of that you're like are they actually are, yeah, about to do are this, they really gonna, is this oh really my gosh happen? and then i think at that point you want to know the answer as mm -hmm. well so i think there's a part of it that's like oh my god go on you know yeah. like do it yes. um and you want it to happen just to just for it to happen so there is that but then i do think for me it was exciting watching atlanta face dominate in that way against empire um but there was a part of me after that game three when they did win you know two maps yeah um I was excited. Mm. I was like, oh, reverse sweep. Is yeah. it going to happen? <laughs> like, could it happen? Like, yeah. even just a little bit of spice left in there. And it, it was exciting because I feel like the first three games were just a repeat of what we'd seen, mm. you know, the past series. And, and then Dallas, kind of like, one, oh. like Dallas wins one. Yeah. And you're kind of like, But oh, what did now. get me excited 
was the potential for the assassination on Crim oh, at yeah. the end. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I, you know, I interviewed a BZ and he talked to me about this assassination trying to happen. And uh, he said it just got a little too out of hand where we were all like in a circle just trying so yeah. hard to just get this done and it wasn't happening. And Arsatis being the big brother he is of the team mm-hmm. coming along and with a pistol like, right, good night, yeah. gone. It's like, like, I'm done with this. We're done, we've <laughs> <Yeah>. won. <laughs> it's like, I just want to go to bed. He's tired, it's yeah. the best of nine. Um, so no, that, way, uh, that was really fun and interesting and they're having a bit of fun with it. And I think... I think some people have differing opinions on that as well. I think people think, oh my God, that is just so immature. And some people think that's hilarious. That's really fun. Um, but at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I think it's funny. I, I like it too. I mean, like if I was on the Dallas Empire, you would not, I wouldn't like it. If you like were Krim, <laughs> yeah. do you see Krim's face? I yeah. think you just understood though. I no. think Krim, Krim is that character. Mm-hmm. So I think he's like, yeah, of mm-hmm. course I'd be doing this. I think that like as a fan, you can't have one without the other. Like if you don't want the domination side of it, like, okay, fair enough. But then like they're doing something that's going to like attempt to make the game more exciting. Like you got to kind of be like, okay, like that's cool, you know? But I don't know. I've always been the same way as like RC is like, and the game as fast as possible, please. Like I can't do this. <laughs> you remember like, you remember 2018, uh, we were running the last flag against Rec. Obviously you hosted. That's why I'm saying it directly yeah. to you. Um, and, you know, we were going and finishing the very last game at the last Halo 5 tournament. We had all four dead, flag at our base, and TJ was, like, not capping it. I know, I know. I freaked out. I was like, TJ, please cap the flag, bro. Please cap the flag. And then he, like, waited, like, a second. I was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> but it's because in my mind, I was like, Something something's going to go wrong. Something's going to happen. So I'm, I'm like, our city. Just, please, just yeah, get it just done. Yeah, please, just finish, please. Just, just, just <laughs> yeah, get it done. Yeah. Like, just do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm, you got the little kids running around. Like, let's, ha, ha, let's go. Yeah, let's assassinate. <laughs> Loser. Yeah. I love it. Um, no, I, I think there's there, there's a person on every team. But hey, that's I think that's what helps you to be level-headed and to be like, let's win first before mm. we have fun. Right, but it's hard because you want to have fun at the same time. Yeah. Did you see Simp as well? Like, just like emptying his mags. Yeah, shooting bodies. <laughs> that's a whole like, different oh topic God. for another day. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and I love how it was just like pure camera on him too. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. Um, I, I like watching people <coughs> create their legacy, you know? <coughs> you okay? Yes. I like watching people create just their cho- legacy. Just choking like Dallas Empire. <coughs> oh, that's mean. Sorry. They didn't choke. I'm just joking. Well, a little. Oh yeah, that's true. They did actually against me. Yeah, anyway. I like watching people create their legacy in like a in like a champs or something, I think I'm like, oh, I want to see a really close final. Something like what happened this past weekend. I like seeing people like Simp and Apeasy just like show like we're still one of the best. And yeah. I don't think that everyone 100% likes that. But as a competitor from another game, I, I do. I'm yeah. just like, I like, I sometimes like just watching the best team just be the best. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I was just, for some reason, I was in my own world then thinking about choking and i was thinking about games and i just remembered a certain moment from the mysl dallas empire game when dallas knocked mysl out of yeah. the competition you know after the optic match on mysl you think oh they were fired up they weren't exactly fired up to to beat empire but i just remember it coming down again at one point to a 1v1 with clay and krim oh, and, it always yeah. happens. and krim is on the wing mm-hmm. of checkmate and he just tried disrespecting him. Tried off. disrespecting him. He leaps okay. off. I was like, real what quick. On he did that back in Black Ops Two. <laughs> he did the exact same play <laughs> where he just like he just literally like jumps off a banister <laughs> and like I don't want to say like world star, but like just like you know does yeah. some crazy like one v one challenge. And um, I think Clay tweeted it and was like. Like what? Like what was Krim trying to disrespect the shit out of me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then he's like, "What Krim was trying to do?" And Krim replied, "Be like, he said, what was Krimsick thinking?'" And Krim, I can't really say it because it's Krim on Twitter, you right. know. But he said something like, he said something like, um, "I was thinking, hold my," <laughs> with like, and you, like, you know, and then it was like dot dot dot. Oh shit! Next round, boys. Like something like, that's what he said. <laughs> like jumping up, hold my, and then he's like, yeah. "Oh, next round, I love boys." It. Yeah. Oh my god, so good so good anyway <laughs> off topic yeah. but i can help it just thinking about it um you know what i would love to talk about there let's we'll veer away from call of duty yep. league um fantastic stuff epic major great i can't wait one. for the next one 
Already. Me too. And the road begins next week. Yeah. We begin stage two. We've got a group selection as well. The first and second seeded teams mm -hmm. get to have their first say of that. Uh, and it's the snake format as well. Shout out snake bite. Love it. Snake format. Um, but yes, yeah, so that'll be really, really exciting. We'll have more to talk about, I'm sure, next week about what we think heading into that. Um, but I'll tell you what, I want to talk a bit about Halo. We missed Halo last week mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, obviously the tournaments are occurring and it is still happening. And, you know, obviously two second places for you mm -hmm. again this week uh, i'm sorry about a that third. oh you got a third yes yeah. it was it third yesterday a third and a second third, third and a second third fourth there's no yeah. concept but third um, fourth yeah and i know like don't love discussing losses <laughs> yeah. but i think another thing to talk about there is oh we won we won last week we didn't talk about yeah, it we no, won we last did. week yeah. then we got third fourth um and then in the halo three thing yeah. we got second yeah yeah and I, I i think obviously this is like a difficult subject to talk about but I think for you guys, it's, you know, you're doing the same thing every single week mm -hmm. and it's kind of quite repetitive. Yeah. Um, so I know we don't, don't want to, it's difficult. We don't want to talk about it negatively. No. So it's just not, not really yeah. point in talking too much about it's the tournament. It's difficult in that, in yeah. that sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, I think what we should talk about is something we're really looking forward to, mm -hmm. which is infinite. And obviously that's something that we dream about all the time and uh, think about what could be coming our way. Yeah, just please, infinite, just on the ceiling, just on the ceiling in the bedroom. Soon, please. <laughs> soon, please, coming soon. Um, but something that I would like to discuss about, mm -hmm. to discuss, excuse me, my English is just going okay. to absolutely pop now. Week. It has okay. been a long week. Um, is infinite and a potential BR. Now, this is not like, I'm not saying there is going to be a BR, there is a potential BR. It's just hypothetically, if there was a BR, that would be awesome and i think the reason that's come up is because obviously a few people have been tweeting about it um for for clarification yeah she's saying battle royale yes. not br is in the way yes sorry battle it's royale okay. yeah most people don't know but yeah just yeah battle royale game um and i think really the reason why you know this is quite a hot topic right now is because it's something that we've seen as of recent you know really in the next last three years mm -hmm. four years is that battle royales are booming booming yep. and not only that but they're really making the fps game themselves mm -hmm. even the multiplayer really get popular and as like an inclusive thing it's something that is really bringing new players in it's bringing new attention to the game and it really helps the i guess it really helps the kind of like the catapult of this game's popularity it helps like the content side yes well, very large it significant does. you know um, it, it just it just it just gives a wide just variety the game soar, of soar to the top. It does. So, first of all, mm -hmm. I think this is something that I think you should talk about a lot, and I'll, I'll really take a role of asking you: okay. is you know, infinite battle royale potential? Why do you think it's super important to have it? First because, of all, because look at all the people that are asking for a battle royale. You have you have Doctor Disrespect, uh, Ninja, Nick Merckx, Courage, like all guys like incredible streamers incredible streamers incredible content creators they want a halo battle royale and it's that simple and it's like i i, I understand <laughs> i understand people make one <laughs> yeah no but like you say it jokingly no, i know but literally because the reality of it is people can be like you know you're just gonna make um a battle royale because those guys want it and it's like yeah you are because that like Content creation now drives. I want it. I do too, and I mean, I'm not pulling 20k viewers by any means, but content creation plays such a massive, massive part into a game being successful. And if you don't want to acknowledge that, I don't know what to tell you. But it's 100% a fact. the The longevity of a game with a battle royale is 100% better than just releasing only a Halo Infinite multiplayer. And the possibilities with the battle the battle royale. It's just endless. And yeah. Oh man. And I think for Halo as well, and, and, you know, what Halo is, the world, the universe, mm -hmm. it is so stunning. Yeah. That game also, as a battle royale, could be so beautiful yeah. um, and so aesthetically pleasing. Like, And it would be so different, too. Yeah. It would be so different from any battle royale we've had ever before. And you can keep it, you know, really still in the lore of Halo and yeah. really bring that across in the storylines. I feel like that would get more people involved in the story of Halo and why it's so beautiful and why you should fall in love with it. Um, and not only that, but from the teaser trailer that we saw yeah. from Infinite, there is an open world aspect. So... I think really. Did you see the one of the drop pod? Yes. That um, yeah, they I tweeted, did. and yeah. Nick Merckx was like, 
like stop teasing me yeah you know? i know and it's like this could work yeah like you already have like some kind of fundamental yeah. to yeah. do this like please please the, the i problem, beg the problem with it with why people are, there are it, there's a core group of halo players that don't want it and they don't want it because they don't want things taken away from the campaign interesting they don't want things taken away from the campaign they don't want things taken away from the multiplayer I don't how would things being taken away just by adding something new for new people, people and think, in other interests? People think you that... You can still play the campaign. Right. I mean, it's it's just kind of logic, you know? Yeah. If you don't like Battle I'm Royale... I mean no offense by this. It's just our opinion. Yeah. If you don't like the Battle Royale, don't play the Battle Royale. Yeah. But people... Basically, the concern is, like, because they make the Battle Royale, that's going to be what draws in the most people, which then is going to get the most attention. And I understand that side of it. I'm not saying they're being like 343 should only focus on Battle Royale because clearly it's not. There's a whole multiplayer side that they need to focus on and they really need to work on, right? But they need to do both because that's what games are doing now. Games have Battle Royales, the multiplayer is Call of Duty, Warzone, one of the most successful Battle Royales, period. I, I can't think of the numbers off the top of my head, but in terms of microtransactions, the amount of money that Activision has brought in through Warzone being so successful, crazy. Yeah. And it makes the possibilities for esports and even just, even just them being able to hire more yeah. people to work on the game exactly. even As better. Yeah. It produces a new focus yep. on that game. It produces a new want, warranty mm -hmm. to bring people to that game, to yep. focus on it, to keep it going. Okay, this is tough to say, but... There's a lot riding on Infinite. Yeah. This game has been needed and wanted and requested for such a long time. It's been six years. Yeah. So to say there is pressure for Halo right now is 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 literally not doing it justice. Mm -hmm. There is a beyond amount of pressure on the shoulders of Halo right now in 343. Not even just that. HCS, the way that things are going to be handled competitively, the campaign what is going to be produced because not only was there pressure just coming into it but then covid hit there was a new added pressure mm -hmm. where the game was then delayed so there's even more going on here under the, behind the scenes and under the surface that people i just don't think understand and you need this to to succeed we all want this to succeed no one wants this to go down the drain yeah. I, I think a BR, a Battle Royale, would help that You should want every amounts. game to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but why would you not want to bring new players into eSport? Why would you not want to bring new players it, into your game? It's just a weird... It, like, I'm not trying to be... I don't want to be mean to anyone, so if this offends you, I'm sorry. Um, people are just weird about trying to like keep stuff away from people. But why? People are like, I love Halo and don't want them following the trend of Battle Royales. And it's like, you know... Okay, I get it. You don't want them to follow the trend, but it's like, do you see what's happening? Yeah. You know, like how I, do you how do you not look at the decline of player population in the game you love? It should be the reverse effect. If some if like a top content creator like these guys or like a battle royale would bring this thing back. If you love Halo, like actually love Halo, you should want it to succeed. And if you believe in the multiplayer that much, and you believe in the campaign that much, a battle royale is bringing people in, yeah, way more people in, yeah, to play that multiplayer and campaign. And yeah. guess what? If you make all three, uh, and them fall in love amazing, with it. our generations are not going to last forever. It's not news to us. New generations are coming in. Mm -hmm. You've got to accommodate. Old things don't always work all of the time, especially for people who are coming in. You know, there's babies born every second, yeah. every millisecond of every and day you know, oh, who one day will grow up yeah. and they will be looking for something. And, well, and Halo can do and, that and in when the you, next generation. And when you, say, when, like, when you say new things, you're not, she's not even talking about like in-game. No. You know, because that's no. that's like the, the it's a new whole concepts. different. That's a whole yeah, exactly. That's a whole different topic, the, the right? New concepts but, of the same mm -hmm. beautiful imagination that Halo brings to children, to adults, to elderly people. Yeah. God's sake, anyone can play this game. It's so you know, it's so like ideal for everybody, mm -hmm. and it's amazing that why not share it and why not push it to its most potential? Yep. I just that is something I'll never understand. Um, you know other people thinking that way the battle royale does nothing but help really mm. i like, retweeted jack like yeah. courage you know yeah. i know jack pretty well i'm did good you get a lot of hate from that got a couple yeah just from a retweet i got and he did he got an insane amount of hate I know, but, but it's silly but people are tweeting me you know keep that trash out of my game and it's like 
why bro don't play it then yeah because yeah. like enjoy your campaign <laughs> yeah like there's nothing wrong with i love a campaign mm-hmm. i grew up on halo 3 campaign that is like that is what i did as a kid with my brother and i loved it that doesn't make me feel like i can't have something new a new concept and something exciting to play um br is what is happening jack, jack had a great what's happening re- jack had right a great now. reply when people were saying like yeah you know don't follow the trend or whatever he's like i am by no means saying that they should not focus on the multiplayer he goes i assume the game yeah. has been in development he goes yeah. i assume the multiplayer is going to be amazing you know he's like but a battle royale will bring in a new trend yeah and it, it goes back to the topic that is always talked about in the halo community of if these old games were released how would it go because there's such a new generation like battle royales is the new generation of players yeah. for the most part right so you need halo has to try to do something to bring people in and i don't think i think just releasing multiplayer it could work it could yeah. it could, you could just release a multiplayer and everything can go great and all can be good but you're definitely making your life a lot harder because the multiplayer needs to be the best thing. The multiplayer needs to be the best thing you've ever seen. Yeah. For it to like yeah. become a top esport again. I, I think it's I think it's funny that some of the arguments to it are don't follow the trend. Well, multiplayer is a trend. Yeah. Campaign is done everywhere. There are much like there yeah. are huge campaign games yeah. uh, everywhere, and they come out every single day. Um, so to say like it's a trend is silly because mm-hmm. unfortunately you know you, you can't just come and bring out something like new a new concept like battle royale and then say that oh t- don't follow that trend that's so stupid that's mm. so annoying we're not about that but you are on trends with other games anyway um you are pushing your game or esport backwards by not allowing it to dive into other things it's like saying oh let's say in the future every single car goes to water power you know, you need water power or whatever it is. You know, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. we stop, we stop, you know, we're eco-friendly in the future. We stop using gas. We stop using all of that. And just because you love your Jeep yeah, and you love the way it runs and the smell of gasoline in don't your follow, hair, don't follow the but trend. don't follow the trend because why? That's yeah. so lame. That's so silly. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's so menta- silly it's to say that. Thing. That was the most ridiculous yep. comparison I've ever made in my That's life. That's what we deal with but over in It's Halo, just silly though. because you can make the most out of this game. This game needs the love and support and it needs new things and new concepts and new ideas, but keeping it within the same realm. This is Halo. Keep it Halo. Yeah. But, but bring it into a new generation. I, I think that they have a big advantage over at Infinite because I... I'm not on the side of Jack of saying it has to be out right away. Yeah. I think that they should just copy what Call of Duty did. Copy. As in, like, be careful. No, You're about to get a lot of hate. Your I way. know. Because that's following the trend, right? No, but Call of Duty released Warzone after the game already came out. Yes. Just do that. Do, do it till it's ready. Do it till it's ready. Yeah. And I, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think it necessarily is make or break off launch. But I think that at some point, they said Infinite has a 10-year plan. If in the span of that 10 years, you have not released a Battle Royale, someone isn't looking at the data. No. Because My I don't know. My kids would be very upset. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. I'm talking about trends. This is the last thing I'm going to say about mm-hmm. trends. Set your own trends. Yep. You can, still, you can still have a Battle Royale, which is a concept. Everyone has a house. What you put in your house is different yeah. to everyone else. No mm-hmm. one has the same Make interior house. Make your Battle Royale version unique. And... Let's be honest, Halo is extremely unique in its own. Mm. It is very, very unique. The movement, the fact you can strafe in Halo, let alone anything else, the concept, the time, the universe, it's completely unique to anything out there. Um, Let alone the graphics, everything. So don't worry about the trend so much. Make it Halo. Make it Halo, but make it Battle Royale. And I'll tell you what, that will be huge yeah it, you know last comment because obviously we yes. don't want it to run too long here yeah. but it's funny because on the whole topic of following the trends and stuff like that it's like if you would have looked at fortnite back in 2018 <laughs> yeah how ridiculous like think about fortnite right and how popular it is and just the mass media it ended up getting and how it boomed right like think about like fortnite the game was mm-hmm. it, it's a battle royale that had never been done before right yeah. like building and all this oh, stuff yeah. like you know what i mean so like it's so so different and so new but like 
you could have looked at that and been like, oh, another battle royale. That's what people are doing. Oh, yeah. another battle royale. But if it's unique and its own game, it could be great. Every single battle royale I've ever seen is different. Yep. It really is. Um, it's extremely different. Uh, same, similar concept, but mm -hmm. very, very different to the point where it's enjoyable playing different ones. And I feel like I'm playing completely different things. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're doing that and that's the feeling you're getting and the reception you're getting, you're doing something right and you are making it unique. Agreed. But I tell you what, folks, you are entitled to your own opinions. I, we do want to hear what you have to say about this. Do you want an infinite battle royale? Is that something you'd be looking out for? Are you an absolute, absolute no way stan on this earth? Would I ever let Halo have a battle royale? Let us know because ultimately the decision is not up to us. It's up to Halo and what they're doing and, and where they're taking this and what direction they're going in. But I personally would love to see one. I know you would. Mm. I know a lot of other people would. Uh, it'd be wonderful. It'd make my Christmas. <laughs> so it's on my list, Santa, <laughs> this year. Um, but I tell you what, it's about that time, Pete, yeah. uh, to rate this beautiful Queen Anne coffee from Seattle, mm -hmm. gifted by a wonderful friend, Tashi. Um, what are you going to give it? Shall I let you go first today? How many grinds? An eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Because it's, it's good. Yeah. For a light I I say it every time. Light roast, not my absolute favorite. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. I um, I totally see where you're coming from. I'm actually going to up you an 8.5 because I am not usually a massive fan of a light roast. I haven't found a light roast I like, but love. that is really good. Yeah. I love that, right, like that light roast. Mm -hmm. I think it's really nice and it's actually quite full bodied for a light roast. Yeah. Um, I also love the packaging. <laughs> I think the packaging is so freaking cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super impressed with this. And do you know what? I've actually tried Seattle coffee previously I've, when I've been traveling, especially for Halo. Mm -hmm. I tried Seattle coffee. And it was absolutely amazing. So I'm not surprised that I like this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stunning. 8.5 and eight. an 8. Yeah. Love it. I think it might absolutely be one of our top. It. I think it's think our top, rated. top rated so yeah, far. Yeah, so far. Shout out Tashi. Tashi. Thanks for sending it over, Tashi. Good job. Good job, bro. We love it. Uh, but I tell you what, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been an absolute pleasure bringing you episode four of Two Times the Grind. And uh, you know what? Let us know what you think of it. Let us know any topics that you want to see. Make sure you give this a rating if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Make sure to leave a like, uh, a comment, subscribe if you fancy to see more of this. And uh, we will catch you guys next week, next Wednesday for episode five. And as always, stay on the grind. Thank you.